0: It is Monday, November the 27th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 976 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-host, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. And uh, if you just heard a little uptick in my voice there, it's because I didn't realize that my kitty cat, uh, Stormy, the, the 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 badass cat was under my desk here. Uh, here in the studio and just, uh, rubbed against my foot. So I only jumped about six inches in the air there. Good morning, Stormy. Okay. Uh, Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? How is your morning early right now? Because I got to tell you, uh, I got a little energy in mind now. Oh uh, man. Mine was very good. Just very blessed. Got to spend some awesome time with my brother and his family, my two sisters and their families. And uh man just had a blast i got to go to the ecu game on uh saturday we'll talk more about that here in a little bit uh just a, a great weekend man it went by way too fast I, I know you guys have to agree with me on this so uh linda and i are sitting around last night she's working on something i'm just laying in front of the tvs watching football and uh just out of nowhere she goes man where did this weekend go? And she's absolutely right. I was the same way. I was like, man, it feels like it literally just started and it was already at the end, but man, just such a a good Thanksgiving. I hope your Thanksgiving was as good as ours was. Uh, Linda got some, uh, FaceTime with her grandbaby, And I mean, literal FaceTime, she got to hold him and feed him and burp him and all that kind of stuff. And she really likes that. She she enjoys that, and uh, we we just had, we really had a great weekend. And like I said, I hope uh, all you guys did too. had uh, had friends over yesterday and watched some football. Uh, ate some pizza. Ate some of Linda's delicious chili that she made homemade. And uh, man, just again, this is what weekends are for—to enjoy your friends and your family and just everything. It was just a, a really really good time. I hope yours was too. Now listen, we have another great f- show here for you today. Here on 960 Bet on the Bull and on 252 ESPN, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line here in uh, less than 20 minutes. He is the dean of all ENC Sports Talk uh, Talkers, Sports Talk Talkers. Uh, he's the host of the Drive with Mark Panicelli. It airs Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. at 252 ESPN and 107.5 FM in Greenville and. And Newburn, it's our good friend Mark Panicelli. Uh actually miss seeing him and I'll save that story for when we get him up here on the line with us uh to uh, chat with us as he does every Monday here on the show. But yeah, it was uh was supposed to see him at the ECU game and uh just things kinda fell through a little bit. Not of his volition or uh because of him but because of uh well you know what like i said we're gonna save that story for uh when we get him up here on the line with us uh in our uh, like i said in about 20 minutes or so from now actually about 15 minutes or so from right now uh well we've got a lot to talk to him about man uh it was a crazy weekend of nfl that started all the way back on thursday uh we're gonna put a wrap on the 2023 ecu football season and uh a bunch of stuff with our good friend, uh, Mark Panicelli. Yes, Mr. Clemens, I know your weekend was a howling success as your uh, Wolfpack did a number on Jerry Stackhouse's uh, Vanderbilt basketball team and then uh, took on a little team named uh, uh, Nor- University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill or something like that and man, came away with a big win. Definitely will be talking to Panicelli about that too because that was just a. Uh, if you're a Wolfpack uh, fan, you really enjoyed that game against Carolina. If you're a Carolina fan, man, I just I have never seen so many Carolina fans. I thought they had already jumped off the bandwagon, the football bandwagon, and we're looking forward to uh, basketball. But, man, they really are now after uh, – Heisman candidate, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face, uh, Drake May and Carolina just, uh, I'm trying to think of the nice clean way to say this on this rated G show. Uh, they just had a bad day. Let's put it like that, but congratulations, Mr. Clemens and John Clemens and Tammy Kelly and all my Wolfpack friends. Uh, you guys had a really, really good weekend. Uh, but Mark Panicelli joined us here in our first hour in our second hour uh, we've got a special treat for you. Uh, we'll be joined live here in a plush, well-lit, well-protected studio. Thank you, Downey's Protection Systems. Uh, we'll be joined by the head coach of the Kenston High School girls basketball team, uh, Christopher Bradshaw. He will be live in here with us. I even offered that he didn't have to come in. He could do it on the phone, and he said, no, no, Brian. I would like to come in and do it live, so I love it. Uh, he'll be uh, giving us a, a season preview for his Vikings. I uh, want to get caught up with him about the uh, uh the uh, jamboree that was here in town a couple weekends ago, and uh, all that. Uh, but just get his feelings on uh, on everything, man, on the East Central 2A race, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with him. So that's our show for today. Uh, Mark Panicelli here in our first hour, Christopher Bradshaw in our second hour. Also, want to send a uh, get well soon uh, to our good friend uh, Perry Tindall. Uh, we're going to have him on the air today. We're going to try to have him on the show, and he's just – uh, COVID has, or the flu, not COVID. I'm sorry, but the flu has just swept through his house. It's uh beat up on his little girl or, or no, I think uh, she was actually all right. I think true or his son, uh, ended up with it and, and, uh, Mrs. Coach, as I like to call Lauren. Uh, she, uh, got knocked down with us. So, uh, Hey, send some good get well. I hope I'm not violating any HIPAA violations here. Uh, coach Tindall, but. Uh, again, wanna, uh, wanna. I hope he gets well soon and his whole family over there. And we'll have him on later this week. They've got a big week in front of them. We'll get to that schedule here in a little bit too. But uh, I hope uh, the Tyndall family starts feeling better. But like I said, man, we're going to have a great show. Panicelli here in our first hour. Christopher Bradshaw in our second hour. Let's get you caught up on everything. Man, I've only got about five pages of notes to get through here uh, before uh, we get Panicelli up here on the line with us. Uh, but uh, how about Clarence Burton and the LCC men's basketball team? Uh, they are five and two right now. They will play their first post-Thanksgiving game. It's going to be a home game against arch-rival Pitt Community College Wednesday at six p.m. And uh, I, Lord willing, the creeks don't rise. Uh, I will be in the house. Jacques Passaleg will be in the house. Michael Martin will be in the house. And allegedly, I think I've got him talked into maybe p- us. Uh, painting our chest. You remember like the Seinfeld episode. Uh, I'll definitely be a C. Uh, 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 Mike Martin, he'll be a C. And I think we're going to get Jacques to be an L. So uh, we're going to be up in the upper level uh, pulling for our Lancers. Okay, they're probably not going to do that. I've tried to talk them into it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, again, that uh, game is this Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Can't wait to see uh, the Lancers again. Off to a great start. Five and two. I don't think they won. I'm not even sure they won five games last year. I think they, maybe they won four or five last year, but uh, that wasn't until the very end of the season. They had a little bit of a comeback there in the second half of the season after the uh, holiday break. Uh, but, man, an uh, exciting man. Matt Grantham just doing a great job over there and can't wait to see them against Pitt Community College on uh, Wednesday night. da. da, 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 da. Yes, you are right, Mr. Clemens. It was a beatdown. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That was not a close game uh, with uh, NC State and Carolina. But, again, we'll be uh, talking to uh, our good friend, good friend Mark Panicelli, about that here in a little bit. Uh, ECU football, uh, they finished their depressing 2023 season with a 29-27 to 27 home loss to Tulsa, who only came into Greenville on a six-game losing streak. Uh, it was just, it, it was just a pretty good game for, uh, the pirates up until the end. They, uh, played very well. And, uh, then just a bad decision there at the end of the game, uh, basically gave the game to Tulsa, but 29, 27, and it's over. Thank God two and 10 overall for, uh, for the, uh, for the pirates. But like I said, thank goodness it is over. Now it's going to be time to see how many players are going to be entering the transfer portal in Greenville. Who are they going to get back? I know uh, I keep hearing they're uh, probably going to lose uh, all the quarterbacks. That's what was uh, – again, I, I got to tell you, man, Cliff Brock, uh, a friend of ours, uh, he hosts a game show on 92.7 in Greenville after every uh, ECU game. And whew, Linda uh, wanted to do a little bit of shopping after the game uh, Saturday. We went to the game, of course. And uh, so I just stayed in the car and listened to all the uh, post-game callers, and it was terrible. I mean, uh, I've never heard – it was bad. It was just bad, I guess, is the the nicest way to say it. A lot of disappointment in uh, the ECU football team uh, in Greenville and, well, throughout Eastern North Carolina. And just, hey, now a chance to kind of get this thing turned around a little bit. Let's see what's going to happen with them. But again, again, we'll dive more into that with Panicelli here in a little bit. Uh, the ECU men's basketball team—they're now four and three overall. A tough 81 to 59 loss at George Mason Saturday, uh, and again, they are four and three overall in a season. They—I really thought that—I uh, don't know—I knew George Mason would be a tough, would be a tough game, but you'd like to think they would have been uh, maybe five or even six wins to this point. But for, instead, for the only game this week. For the Pirates, is Thursday uh, at home. It'll be against UNC Wilmington. That's always a big game. We're going to do our best to get out there and see that game. And then they are off until a week from today when they take on uh, Maryland Eastern Shore at four. And that is also uh, the same time. We'll get to this a little bit later too, but Ashante Lynch and uh, uh, Maryland Eastern Shore will be here. And I wonder if they've got the schedule right. Up on uh, the website, they've got the men's team playing at four that day on Monday, December the 4th. They've got the women's team playing at 630 that day. Uh so that's that's kind of a kind of a turnaround a little bit there, but uh that's uh kind of neat. Hopefully, like I said, uh that's because right, 'cause it'd be kind of neat to see Ashanti and uh uh Maryland Eastern Shore take on uh, ECU again. Uh the ECU women's basketball team, they lost their third straight game uh a sixty-eight. 68- the 57 uh, lost to Seton Hall. That was uh, last Wednesday. Of course, we, you know, our last show was on Wednesday because of the Thanksgiving holiday. But they are now two and three overall uh, after that 68 to 57 loss to Seton Hall. The Lady Pirates host Hampton at 11 a.m. this Wednesday. That's right, 11 a.m. Uh, against Hampton on Education Day at Minji's Coliseum, and then their home versus Coppin State Saturday at two. But since we're talking a little bit about ECU, how about that ECU women's volleyball team? The Pirates, uh, and I got to tell you, I had, a chance, I had a chance, I think I did four or five of their games this year uh, on public address. Knew they were having a special season. I just didn't realize how special. They didn't make the NCAA tournament, but they made the uh, the NIT version of the postseason. And they're going to host the first two rounds of it uh, at uh, Menji's Coliseum on Friday and then on Saturday. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Georgia Southern and Winthrop they start the tourney at two o'clock on Friday. Then ECU takes on Southern Conference champion the Citadel at six o'clock on Friday at Menjie's Coliseum. The Citadel, listen, they're not taking ECU's not taking on a lightweight though. The Citadel twenty seven and three this season just had an incredible season. I think they started their year like twenty and zero, uh, lost back to back games and got upset in the Southern Conference tournament, and uh, now. In the NIT, it's not. I think it's the NVIT, the National Volleyball Invitation Tournament. But a congratulations to ECU for that. That's a pretty big deal for them. Uh, Duke's Mike Elko is headed to Texas A&M to take over the football program there again. Something we'll talk to uh, Panicelli about here in a little bit, and also we'll uh, talk to him about that uh, big NC State win over Carolina on Saturday night, thirty-nine to twenty. The Wolfpack had no trouble. With the Tar Heels whatsoever, and again, I can't wait to get uh, Mark's thoughts on that. Hey, locally here, uh, listen, uh, don't forget, it begins this Friday, Saturday and Sunday over at Lenore Community College. White Christmas uh, is going to be there. It's, uh, like I said, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday at 7 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. both days, and then next weekend it'll be there too, uh, December 8th, 9th, and 10th, same deal, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday seven o'clock on friday two o'clock on uh, saturday two o'clock on sunday so uh that's going to be a lot of fun uh, over there we are in fact going to have here on this very show tomorrow Catherine pearson jessica cruz and they're bringing a special guest with them too to help get us ready for a white christmas that's right guys christmas is right thanksgiving is over we can now absolutely turn our attention to christmas so uh Get excited, y'all. Get excited. Speaking of LCC, let me thank uh, LCC. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And for 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, that's right, you can change your life today. Thank you so much. Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of The Brian Hanks Show. And like I said, we will have a couple of LCC guests in here in our second hour tomorrow to get you ready for uh, White Christmas, which is taking place over at uh, Briley Auditorium on the campus of Lenore Community College. Hey, listen, thank you to all our day one sponsors, LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare, Goeco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Rendell Parrot Academy. We appreciate every single one of those uh, day one sponsors, but we love all our sponsors. Uh, Like I said, those six have been with us since the very first day. That's right. Our four-year anniversary is coming up this Saturday. Unfortunately, we're not going to have a Saturday show, so we'll be celebrating that on Friday. But uh, how about that? Uh, Four years of doing this here show Coming up on uh, the anniversary of Saturday. So just uh, thank you to all six of those day one sponsors. And then all our other sponsors who are with us right now. Down East Protection Systems, uh, King's Restaurant, the Kenston Police Department, uh, Elite Land Management, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, and the Down East Wood Ducks. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to every single one of those sponsors uh, for being a part of Of the Brian Hanks show being a part of our Friday night football coverage, a part of our basketball coverage, which will begin in January with Barry Stallings and, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Barry Stallings and, uh, I can Harlan Neal, Harlan Neal, man, my memory is so bad, but they will be bringing you uh, high school basketball games here once a week on 960 bet on the ball. And we'll be uh, getting you ready for those too. As uh, as those games come closer, and I tell you what, we are now officially well underway here in high school basketball in our neck of the woods. Let's get you uh, caught up on the schedule uh, for this week. Uh, the Kenson boys and girls are both zero and one. They play Tuesday at Green Central. The boys, uh, like I said, the boys and girls zero and one at Green Central tomorrow night, and then the boys open the home portion of their schedule versus Greenville Rose on Friday, right there, Viking Gymnasium. And then they play at Kitty Hawk First Flight uh, in the Good Guys versus Cancer event that is Saturday at 9. Usually I go to the – I've been to every one, I guess. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it this year. I've uh, Got so much going on this coming weekend. I don't know if you guys know or not, but I'm getting married. <laughs> so we've got a lot of stuff going on between now and uh, the end of the year. I mean, with Christmas coming up, with uh, – uh i was about to say the holiday invitational which is what i've done for the previous 15 or actually 17 years uh don't have to worry about that but uh man got a lot of stuff going on i hate that i'm not going to be able to go to uh the uh good guys versus cancer event at first flight but Kinston will be there saturday and we'll do our best we'll get uh chad williams here on the show sometime this week and we'll preview that for you folks that want to go out there and see, uh, go to the Outer Banks and go see Kinston play out there, which is what they've done the previous previous three or four seasons. Uh, listen, the Kinston girls, like I said, they're zero and one also, but they're at home Thursday at six versus Jacksonville, and then they're at home on Friday versus Rose. Also, the North and North boys are zero and one. The North and North girls are one and zero, and they open the home part of their schedule versus Noose Charter. Uh, tomorrow night in wheat swamp news charters, boys are two and five. The girls are three and three. And then both, uh, North and North teams will be home versus green central on Friday. South Lenore boys and girls are both. zero and two. They take on Croatan. Uh, the boy, the Croatan boys are two and zero. the Croatan girls are one and one. That is tomorrow night over at Munn gymnasium in uh, deep run. And then they are home versus, uh, Richlands Uh, Wednesday, I guess, against Richlands on Wednesday. Then they're at Aiden Grifton on Friday. So they've got a busy week, three games each this week. Parrot Academy, uh, who the boys are 1-0. The girls are 0-1. I got to see Clay Harrell out at the uh, ECU game all on Saturday. He was uh, bragging about his boys. He's got a pretty good little team over there this year, and glad to see him back in charge. Uh, his boys and the girls, they are at Rocky Mountain Academy. of uh, tomorrow night Rocky Mountain Academy's boys are 0 and 0, their girls are 1 and 0. Uh then they're home versus Wayne Christian on Wednesday, then home versus Fayetteville Academy on Friday. Uh, parrot Academy is Bethel Academy. The boys played what, it feels like a month ago, but In fact, uh, it was about 3 weeks ago now. They're 0 and 2. The girls haven't played a game yet. They host Wilmington Christian Academy. Their boys are 0 and 2, their girls are 3 and 0. That'll be tomorrow night and then they're at Jacksonville Christian Academy on Thursday. Green Central's boys are 0 and 1 overall. The girls are also 0 and 1. They're home versus Kinston on uh tomorrow night and then uh they're home versus Eastern Wayne Wednesday and at North and on Friday. So three games this week for the Green Central boys and girls. Aiden Griffin, uh, their boys off to a great start. Aiden Griffin's boys are 2 and 0. Uh the girls are 0 and 2. They are at South Southside tomorrow night. And then their home versus South Lenora on Friday, and then the Jones Senior Boys and Girls they are at Spring Creek uh, tonight. The boys are two and one. The girls are one and two for Jones Senior. Uh, Spring Creek's boys are two and zero overall, and the girls are one and one. Uh, like I said, Jones Senior they're at Spring Creek tonight, and then they're off until Friday when they travel to Union uh, for their second game of the season. Let's give you hometown hero updates before we get our good friend Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us. Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, they fell at Utah 105-100 to on Saturday. B.I. had a great game, though. 26 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal in 37 minutes. He leads the Pelicans in scoring at 24.6 points a game. Uh, and he leads the team in assists at 5.1 assists per game. He, and he is also adding 5.3 rebounds a game. Uh, the Pelicans they play at they've got a busy week too Pelicans play Utah tonight at nine home versus Philadelphia Wednesday at eight home versus San Antonio Friday at eight and then they're at Chicago Saturday at eight and then they're off until uh December the eleventh uh Reggie Bullock and uh, Reggie Bullock Jr and the uh, Houston Rockets they are eight and six overall and they've had impressive back to back wins including a one oh five to eighty six win versus defending NBA champion Denver on Friday. Now, Reggie didn't play in that. He did play a Wednesday night's 111-91 home win versus Memphis, but he didn't scratch a box score in four minutes. He's averaging uh, 0.9 points and 1.7 rebounds a game in the seven games that he's played in. He's played in half of the 14 games the Rockets have played. Uh, The Rockets, they have three straight road games starting tomorrow at Dallas at 8.30, at Denver Wednesday at 9, and then at the Lakers Saturday at 10.30, and then uh, as the rest of the NBA are that are not going to be in the post or in the, Mid season tournament. They are off until December 11th. After that, Damian Dunn in Houston. They are number six in the country, and they are seven and zero, and just rolling past everybody. The last game was a 79 to 44 win versus Montana on Friday. Uh, they uh 79 to 44 win versus Montana on Friday. Damian started. He had eight points and two rebounds in 19 minutes for the Cougars. Got into a little bit of foul trouble, though, but still contributed. He is uh, the fifth-leading scorer for the Houston Cougars at 8.9 points per game. He's averaging two re- 2.1 rebounds per game also. And they are off until Friday when they are at Xavier at 6.30, and that game will be on FS1. How about Trez, man? Don Trez Stiles and the Georgetown Hoyas, they're now 4-2. and two. They've won three straight games. They beat Jackson State 88-81. On uh Saturday. Trez started that game, had 22 points, five rebounds and a steal and 36 minutes in the win. He is the Hoya's second leading scorer and rebounder at 17.8 points and 7.2 rebounds a game. Man, just love what's what's going on for him. Uh, they are home versus Merrimack at 8.30 on Wednesday, and then home versus TCU Saturday at 5.30. Both those games will be on fs1 so uh how about that man wednesday you watch trez on fs1 uh friday watch uh damian on fs1 and then saturday watch trez on fs1 that's awesome jerry stackhouse vanderbilt they are uh, off to a, a slow start this year they're three and three they lost to greg clemens's nc state wolfpack and then arizona state over the thanksgiving weekend they are back at home though on Wednesday against Boston College and then Alabama A&M on Saturday. Uh Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon and Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State, they are now 5 and 2 and I tell you what, they need to change uh Winston-Salem State to uh to uh ENC uh ENC West maybe. I don't know. I was trying to come up with a a, a neat little name there, but man, Uh, They are 5-2. Now, they did lose on Thanksgiving Eve, but then they went to New York City and defeated uh, Bloomfield College 65-50 Saturday at the Harlem Renaissance uh, Tournament, like I said, in New York City on Saturday. All three, Isaac, Jeremy, and Amaji, all three of them uh, started in that uh, 65-50 win over Bloomfield College. Uh, IP had eight points, eight rebounds, or I'm sorry, eight points, four rebounds, seven assists in that, in in the, 31 minutes in that game, Amaji Dodd had eight points, eight rebounds, four assists and three blocks in 25 minutes. And then Jeremy had three points, two rebounds and three assists in 25 minutes. Uh, Winston-Salem state is at Lincoln Memorial university on Wednesday then they're off for eight days until they play at Bluefield State University in uh, in Bluefield, West Virginia on December the 7th. Uh, and there is your hometown hero update. On the line with us right now is uh, our good friend. He is the dean of ENC Sports Talk hosts, and he has had a great weekend with a beautiful woman. His name is Mark Panicelli. Was that a good way to sum up your weekend there, dude? Yes,
1: yeah. yes. Yeah. It is. It is a great way to sum up my (laughs) my weekend, and and I hope you had a great weekend with your beautiful woman as well.
0: I really did, man. I am very blessed, just like you are. And it was, man. It it was a it was a great weekend. Other than having to get somebody towed out of my parking spot (laughs) on Saturday, you know, I'm going to bring that up, dude. It just, yeah. I got to ask you. Let me and not and don't answer this question as my friend. Answer it as an unbiased. uh, uh, observer of the world as you are okay mark Panicelli. Mm-hmm. but was i a bad guy for uh i, I pull up to the game i've, I've already got the message from uh, danny rice that uh you and your uh your lovely girl are there at the awesome tailgate that danny has every you know pretty much every home game and he's like where are you and i had to tell him i'm having a car towed out of my spot so you being the unbiased observer that you are, dude, was I a bad guy for having somebody towed out of my parking spot at the ECU football game on Saturday?
1: I shall simply ask you this unbiased observer that I am. <laughs> Sir, do you pay for that parking spot?
0: I'm sorry. I was, taking, I was taking a sip there, and yes, mm. uh, yes, I do. I pay uh, okay, I that, 25 that, bucks a game, yeah.
1: Okay, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, yeah. Okay, see? Well, listen, folks, I'm, I'm, I understand why you ask me that because, yeah, look, nobody wants to be that guy, air <laughs> quotes. Yeah. But when you pay money for parking, and let's be honest, you know very well the, the, the protocols of parking in Greenville on game day. Go try parking in certain store parking lots and see what happens to your car when you walk back from the game. Chances are it could have been towed or will be towed. And so, no, you, dude, you did the the right thing. And, and, again, I know that was not a great way for this person uh, to have their Thanksgiving weekend, but they knew it wasn't their parking spot when they parked there. So. There you go.
0: Uh, here is my fear, Mark, in all sincerity. And listen, let, let's not try to act like uh, that. Uh, Dottie Ficklin was sold out on Saturday. In fact, what did what ended up being the official attendance? What do you know?
1: I do not. I, do I don't not. either.
0: I guess I could look that up here, but i can tell you and i know you were up in the there was box. there was parking available there was, is, is what you're getting to that and, is I, and exactly I mean, yes. where i'm going there was tons of parking still available <laughs> which is sad that i had to do but here was here's my fear dude that you know what i'd be like i'll try to be a good guy and be like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and let them park there and i'll just park in the spot next to mine no because what my row uses their parking spots okay and my fear is I would park at somebody else's spot. The guy who rightfully owned that spot that I would be illegally parking in would, you know, be like, hey, I pay for this spot. I'm getting this Mustang towed. And then I would have walked out of the game in the third or early in the fourth quarter and my car wouldn't have been there. I would have been pretty upset. So, I mean, I'm just letting – I guess, you know, everybody has been pretty cool about and be like, oh, dude, you did the right thing. But I still, dude – you said it, man. Air quotes and everything. I hate being that guy, man. I mean, it just. Yeah. I do. I mean, I swear I do, man. I and I don't know. I don't know. I still feel. I wouldn't say I feel guilty because I mean I very rarely feel guilt, Mark Panicelli. But uh, I feel a <laughs> I feel a pang of something. Okay.
1: Yeah, again, man, we you know you you I think I think you try as as I as I do as well. And look, nobody's perfect. Brian, me, uh, you listening. Um, but I think for a lot of us we always try to do the right thing. And that often means sometimes, you know, saying, you know, okay, you know, I'll 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 try to do the right thing if someone takes a parking spot. And look, we live in a place where parking is not usually an an issue for the most part. I mean, you you've lived or at least worked in bigger cities. You you try that in a bigger city. Try taking someone's parking spot in the city. And, and then trying to get your car back. Yeah. Um, which is much more difficult. But look, no need to feel guilty. As I said, that person who parked in your parking spot knew that was not the right thing to do. And if you'd have parked in someone else's parking spot, you would have been subject to the same uh you know uh uh uh, judgment there, and you could have been towed So, unfortunately, I didn't get to see you on game day. I think that's the real know. loss here. Man, and, it- and it's okay. It's all right. We get to hang out with Danny, and uh, he was very hospitable. And
0: um, what did y'all have? Okay, and- I tell you all. I've got to tell you what Jason Bryan said real quick because this is hilarious. Uh, with the parking thing. He said, you're going to love this, Mark. He said, in the perpetrator's defense, they probably parked there every game this year except for the first one and the last one, the only games that I attended this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good.
1: That that is good. Although... (laughs) slightly inaccurate but funny <laughs> it is but um, it's very
0: funny so i like that it they, they pulled up and they're like hey this guy's not used his parking space all year and now i get tow- towed from the worst game of the year but uh no thank you jason that was hilarious man and 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 it, and,
1: and, and in their defense as we mentioned who knows they could have sit there and said are you sure we should park here and he was like come on man what are the chances <laughs> what are the
0: chances dude it was a big old chevy silverado man it took that Uh, dog on tow truck i kept thinking you know the guy's gonna come back someone's gonna call him or something say hey dude your truck's getting towed dude that let me tell you something man that silverado it probably took a uh step ladder to get into it it set up so high i'm not even joking (laughs) anyway okay enough about that dude you gotta tell me this because i missed it what was that uh, tail- what kind of food did you have at the tailgate on Saturday, man?
1: Oh man, these um these sliders were incredible. Oh. Um I don't know what was going on. Some sort of uh uh I just deliciousness. There were ham and turkey sliders. Uh but um and I'm terrible about remembering. I was told fifteen <laughs> times what was there was like this glaze over top. Maybe it was like a honey, um, but it was phenomenal. Uh, of course, you know I I, I picked out there was some great salsa and those kind of things so yeah dude it was it was fantastic and uh i think my uh my my lovely counterpart there enjoyed a a, a an adult beverage a seltzer uh and i had a i had i had one of those coca-colas there so we, we, we had a good wrong. time there's nothing we, wrong
0: we, with a coca-cola
1: absolutely not and we thought we were getting ready. To, I, I mean, come on, man. We were sitting there going, "Here we go, man!" Closing <laughs> it out, song.
0: Well, I then, there's, there's no but, soft uh, way to go into it. Let's just go ahead and talk about it, man. Now we left early in the fourth quarter when uh, poor Linda was really cold, and we went ahead, or well, not we? Good lord, cold. I can't believe I'm saying we with ECU, but ECU went ahead. And, uh, we got in the car and, you know, and she wanted to do a little shopping and yada, 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 dude, I'll just <laughs> let you set up, man. uh, that final few moments of the game were just, if you're an ECU pirate, they basically to lay, or Tulsa just re put their hand inside your chest, ripped your heart out, showed it to you and then threw it on the ground. Is that a pretty good analogy there?
1: Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. You know, because I go – and look, it really comes down to one thing. I'm going to set this up for you. ECU's got the lead. They've got the ball. It looks like we are like two first downs or maybe one first down from like just closing this thing out and a win on the season. And everybody's complained about the play calling all year. Like it's not been creative. It's not been, you know, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, the pirates line up in a wildcat formation of some sort of you know direct snap to the running back, and it goes crazy, it goes awry, and you're like, "No way this just happened. Turn the ball over and th- 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 this sets it up. What really plagued me the whole game by the way, I just want to say is that the the e c u defense, which has been the the strength of this team in this difficult season um just couldn't do enough to slow Tulsa down. And I and, and it almost felt like once ECU had that late fumble, that it was just inevitable that the next thing that was gonna happen was the defense was gonna give up uh the the yardage and, and the game. And and that's exactly what happened. And it was absolutely heartbreaking, you know. Um it, it you know, again, I, I, you know, we haven't. And see, here we go. We, we, <laughs> I, I, ECU has not lost or has not finished the season this poorly in a long time. Even in these years where people went through the, you know, the the you. Just please just use the air quotes. Scotty Montgomery years. There just hasn't been the the two win season, and the season were really hope has felt like it left a long time ago and, and hopelessness is one of the worst feelings in all of the realm of human emotion. I think hopelessness is one of the worst things. And I think that's where, you know, whenever the fan base lost that, that's when the season really took the the, the darkest. And, and I guess, to have hope right there at the end was even more heartbreaking because again, in this season where there just wasn't a lot of hope to have it crushed in that way, um, was just absolutely horrible. And now we've got to uh, await this off season to see what's going to happen. We've got the early signing period in December and then, uh, early February, another signing period. And then of course, transfer portal stuff and all this, it's, this off season is going to be very interesting. and And a lot of, a lot of places where East Carolina needs to um, uh, certainly address issues uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, personnel. And, and, as I said, it's not only the balance of not only maybe bringing some people in, but certainly um, keeping some of the pieces that uh, have turned out to be uh, decently developed through the year. But, God, man, it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking into the season, Uh, in a season of heartbreakingness. Heartbreak, terribleness, <laughs> just absolutely just
0: terrible. So, I love that you're making up new words over there, Mark Panageli. I what
1: what haven't you run out of the words? I mean, am I sorry of dark hurt feelings? I feel like I've used everything that I can come up with, so now we just got to come up with new words for sadness.
0: Well, just to echo what you said there uh, while I was listening, I, I just I, I quick Google searched. Uh, ecu football seasons and it was their worst, least amount of wins they've had since 2004 when they went two and nine and finished 10th in conference usa dude 10th mm-hmm. in conference usa and then one and 11 the year before that so i i tell you what man in the rumblings i'm hearing around greenville too and that's from just sources and from talking to you know listening to sports talk radio in their neck of the woods too and dude and i know i jason's listening right now i hope he doesn't get upset that i'm talking about another station i hope you don't get upset that i'm talking about another station but you know i was listening to clip brock on uh, his post game you know the, how they had the call-in show which you got to give him credit man that poor son of a gun <laughs> <laughs> dude, did you listen to any of it on your way home no yeah, I figured, no yeah you had your girl with no. you so i don't blame you but oh well, i had my girl with me i made her listen to it though and she went into thing. <laughs> she went shopping well you know Let's she was getting went... the holiday spirit babe. exactly dude <laughs> i gotta tell you Good. man and i know cliff is a friend of yours he's a friend of mine too uh, dude we ought to like send him a flower basket or uh <laughs> an edible arrangements or something today dude because uh Dude, that was terrible. I mean, uh, and I got to listen to it because, like I said, we left before the game was over. So, as soon as – I mean, I love how he does his show. As soon as the game's over, since he's not doing the broadcast, he can go straight into his post-game show and, you know, the call-in show. Goodness gracious, Mark. It was – Dude, I'll tell you this. This is where, and I can understand being upset. I mean, especially if you're an alum and maybe if you're a season ticket holder and you've, you know, maybe you're even a pirate club guy and you pour thousands of dollars in this. I could be, I can understand being upset. Okay, Mark, I can, but one of the callers, and it was one of the early callers that called into his show. Dude said, "We ask on the air hey, where does Mike Houston live? Because we need to be greeting him when he gets home tonight and tell him we don't want him here anymore. I don't know, dude. That that I mean, that literally, that's not verbatim, but that was the gist of it. Hey, does anybody know? Let me know where he lives because we need to greet him when he gets home tonight and tell him we don't want him here anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: Mark. Whew. Mark.
1: Look, 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 look. look that's. That's next level crazy. Um, you know, again, uh, <laughs> I can understand frustration, yes. But if you feel and listen, anybody that knows me, I listen. I, I, I someone said about me this weekend. You know, who has been laced with compliments throughout this conversation, that I am quote insufferable during Dolphin games. So I understand passionate fans, so, but there's a limit, you know, like I'm not going to be like, where does Mike McDaniel live? You know, there's no way um, that, you know, again, you've got to, as I said, and this is where, again, fa- fan being short for fanatic. Um, yes, you can be upset. You know, the only thing you can truly do is to not spend your money. And I know East Carolina does not want me saying that. And I'm not saying that. I'm not promoting that idea if you're listening. But what I'm saying is when people start saying stuff like that, that is when it is just we are losing the room. And I know – and and that's one of the problems in in all – you know, in football period. When, when you hit a sports season – and the wheels start falling off of it, you know, it, it, as I said, the, the, hope, the hope was lost long ago. And, and so what happens is, like I said, these, these, these feelings of animosity build up and build up. And if it crescendos into what happened this past Saturday, again, the emotionally unstable tend to say things that they shouldn't say. Um, because again, folks, you can't, be waiting for the coach outside his house that would what? be inappropriate
0: and they also um, said well, I And I don't
1: to, feel no, like I should need to say that. You I don't shouldn't feel like I should to need that. to publicly yeah. say that.
0: Well, and on top Anyways, of it too they said John Gilbert's house too. I mean, just to get the full quote right, they uh, said we should be outside uh Mike Houston's house and John Gilbert's house waiting for them when they get home to tell them they are not welcome here anymore. And I and to Cliff's yes. credit, dude, hey dude, and you know, you know Cliff, to his credit, he shut that down immediately and was like, "No, this is unacceptable, blah blah blah." But uh, uh again, I know. I just wanted to bring I didn't know if you had heard it or not when you were on your way home. I did uh,
1: not, you know, Saturday. because again, it was it could be painful enough without just, you know, here, would you throw salt and like gasoline into my open wound? Uh, I don't need that kind of crazy in my life. But look, I, let's hope that we've seen that an off season can make a huge difference in a football team. And so, I think we've just got to trust that Mike Houston was able to do that to be able to um, to do that last year and. I don't think he's going anywhere, folks. I mean, I, I honestly don't think I, – I if you know, I, I think, you know, Mike Houston's going to be there next year. I think obviously you're going to see maybe some new assistant coaches. And, um, you know, again, now how long the leash is next year uh, or or does it go beyond next year? I don't know because I do feel like, again, how you – know, you know, it's not so much the fan base, but I, I would feel like there would certainly be pressure. On the, uh, on the athletic department at that point in back-to-back years. But uh, I think he's definitely got to see – we've got to see some progress next year for sure.
0: Absolutely, and I agree with you on that. That voice you to Mark Panicelli from The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN. I've got to tell you this, man. I've got a couple. Uh, Jason chimed back in. I'll tell you his in a second. But how about this? From Forrest Dawson, he said <laughs> – get ready to laugh. This is a good one here, Mark. He said, the guy that wanted to know where Houston lives had his truck towed. <laughs>
1: he was having a really bad day. He was
0: having a terrible day, dude. i You got to give some credit there, man. Good job. Thank you, Mister Dawson. That was awesome. And then oh, uh, Jason chimed back in, and he said, "If uh, Houston would have gone uh, ten and two, he would have been praised, gotten raised, an extension, and probably been hired away from ECU." He said, yep. his, "He said his point is if you get all the accolades as a head coach for winning." then the losses have to fall on your lap when you have a one-win season, too. And, and and I know they had two wins, but I'm with Jason on this. Listen, one of those wins was against Gardner-Webb, okay? I mean, and I'm not denigrating Gardner-Webb. And uh, we have a mutual good friend in Randy Capps who's a, a Bulldog grad and all that, so I'm not, you know, not dissing Gardner-Webb. But, dude, you win that game 100 times out of 100, okay? I mean, it, it is yeah. what it is. So, essentially, they did. They had a one-win season. against division one teams and uh, i think he deserves all the heat and i gotta i gotta say this too i know you were in the post game we were uh they played some of the post game on uh on the radio too on the way home and i gotta give mike houston credit and i really do and i know i may be a lone voice in the wilderness or maybe i won't be because you've got a lot of common sense too uh, Mark Panicelli, but he took all the credit, I mean credit, I don't know if credit blame, I guess you could say he took all the blame yeah. he didn't put any on his assistants he basically said, the, I'm the buck stops here guy, you know the, the reason this season was this bad was because of me, because I didn't get these guys prepared, and I, I'm just saying this wasn't verbatim, but that was the gist of what he said, and I was impressed with that, you had to have been too, I'm assuming, right?
1: Yeah, I mean look, ultimately that you know, the job of the head coach to take the accountability for the team, for the failures, you know, his own failures for sure, but whether it be players or assistant coaches. And look, this season, that's, that's all you can say. Hey, I'm sorry. This is my fault. We're going to work hard and try to make this better. But I'll go back to your previous point, and I, I, I will, I will second and let's highlight and even maybe put it in bold that, yes, I don't even know if he win if he goes if he wins ten he could have won eight depending on who wanted him um, if he's having a successful year at ECU if he'd won eight games at ECU look at Mike Elko the season fell apart at Duke and it looks like he's going to be in Texas A and M this year for winning at Duke congratulations come get some SEC money and I don't know what's in Mike Houston's plans but I think most people do feel that if he were to be uh, also, uh you know uh super super successful here that he'd be like a lot of coaches and use this as a stepping stone towards uh another opportunity somewhere else. Nice. And so 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 yes. Yeah. So I, I think that um you should uh you know right now, as painful as it is, swallow your pirate pride and uh and hope that uh, this off season can be fruitful and that there can be some progress uh, next year for sure. Um, but as I said, and I'll go back to it, I think if we're here next year, then I think we're probably talking about a new head coach. I, I can't imagine that if he were to only win two to three games next year. Um, I, and again, I don't know what the mark is. Is it bowl eligible? Uh, I don't know, but it's got to be better than, than than it was at least from an eyeball test.
0: Absolutely, dude. That voice you listening to again. Mark Panicelli uh from two five two ESPN. Okay. Can I lift the curtain on the show here for a second? Hey, put those sure. back on. Put those back on. <laughs> uh I, I've been up since. in the interest of full disclosure, I know everybody wants to know this Panicelli, but I've been up since four. I just had a rough night, blah, blah, blah. And uh I, I've been drinking water and sweet tea all morning, okay? So yeah. it, it caught up with me. So when I ask you that last question, uh, my executive Oh yeah,
1: no, it didn't sound like you at all. <laughs> I went. I, I okay, was yeah. uh, for a minute. I, for a minute. <laughs> and then
0: I was gonna ask, so uh what do you think about the quarterbacks? Will they be back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and the
0: answer's a full disclosure. Uh, the host of, uh, the Brian Hank show had to run to the restroom real quick. And the executive producer of the Brian Hank show, Linda Whittington, who is waving at everybody, right? That nobody can see you. Okay. Huh? Uh, that's
1: great. I'm waving Linda. back. Linda. Okay, thank you. thank you.
0: <laughs> was ready to ask you a question if, uh, if necessary, while, uh, I was <clears throat> taking care of business. Okay.
1: Taking care of business. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, I, y'all have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Miss executive welcome, producer. Welcome. welcome. There you go. Oh, She's great. getting our next yeah. guest ready in the green room right now. How about that? How about I, that for an executive producer, dude?
1: Man, let me tell you. I wish you could have seen my face if this was on video <laughs> when I said what I said and she said yes. I, my eyes got so big. I was like, <laughs> "Wait a minute!" I was like, "I was thought was Brian drinking something? Was his voice uh, that that did not sound like Brian?" But anyway. Good job. Good job!
0: I'm telling you, man, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. You are listening to the Brian Hanks show this morning here (laughs) on 960 Bet on the Bull. If you're listening in the afternoon, you're still here on Bet on the Bull and 252 ESPN. And, uh, hey, that's why I'm marrying her, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, she's got your back. She's got your back.
0: She absolutely does. Okay. Hey, we've got to switch. I'm not going to do what happened to us last week and get uh, caught with not asking you eight or 10 of the us stay in college football dude uh two things real quick the big news yesterday that mike elko mm-hmm. is leaving from duke and going to texas a&m who he ended up being like the third different coach that i heard mentioned because dude there was a moment there they were saying kirby smart was going to uh, texas a&m i saw that report for 20 million dollars a year That was one report. Then uh, the Stoops coach from the University of Kentucky, he had agreed, I guess, in principle, and then Mm -hmm. somebody shut that down. And then late or not late last night, but uh, last night, Mike Elko, it appears, that is uh, who's going to be going to Texas A&M. Dude, just your thoughts on that situation.
1: Yeah, Texas A&M is, uh, you know, again, an interesting situation because they – Obviously, have some resources that they can tap into. A lot of boosters uh, are willing to uh, put a lot of money into that situation. I mean, if they're willing to pay seventy-six million dollars for a man not to coach there, they are serious about stuff. Even though they said after they got rid of him that they were that that, that hey that was a huge financial hit, maybe wouldn't be a big coaching hire. Um, but then you hear the other stories that come out. Um, Elko is, uh, I think, a guy you can get uh, a little bit on the cheap as opposed to trying to $20 million Kirby Smart out of Georgia. But I think ultimately a lot of those big-name coaches see a lot of the same things that, that you see. Look, Texas A&M is a great school. There's no doubt about it. But when you look at it, Texas A&M always lived in the shadow of Texas. It's why they ran from the Big 12 to the SEC a long time ago. And now Texas is coming back to the SEC. They already had a hard time competing with Alabama and LSU in the, in the uh, formerly SEC West. Remember, we won't have divisions. I think, next year in the SEC. Um, but 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 anyway, look, I think that that's a tough job, one in which the expectations might be larger than what the results could actually be. Congratulations to Mike Delco because, again, probably really hard to win uh, football consistently at Duke. Um, but, uh, but again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is when you support one of these teams, uh, where are they in this pantheon, this pyramid, if you will, of college football as the money trickles down? Um, you know, will your coach be loyal to your team or is he looking to climb up the ladder uh, prestige and money and all of that notwithstanding, I guess for North Carolina, Mac Brown's going to stay there, painful as it might be. Can't seem to close out a season. Or if you're an NC State fan, Dave Dorn, who's turned down jobs from what we understand in years past to go to maybe a Big Ten school or somewhere else, even, even the SEC. And who would have thought the way that they started their season out, they've got a chance to win 10 games wow. in Wally. Nobody would have thought that this year. Um, and so uh, your, your coach is certainly important when it comes to college football. Um, and I went all the way around to, to, to talk about those <laughs> things just to say, I think Texas A&M, congratulations, it is a hard job because the expectations are huge. but you're you know going in there trying to compete with the, now Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC and Alabama and LSU, good luck, Good luck.
0: No, but. you're right. I real uh, real quick, Duke, What, what is – I mean, I. that's who I feel worse for here, and I know Elko does too. I guarantee you when he took over Duke a couple of years ago, he didn't think he was just going to be there for two years and then going no. back to Texas A&M because that's where he came from. That's what folks got to remember. He was a defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, and now he's going back there again. So it's not like he's going into a situation that he's not familiar with. But I, I just – I feel bad for Duke fans. I mean, who – you know, I mean, it, it, being a Duke football fan has got to be tough, man. It's got to be tough because you have that one or two good years every, what, 10 or 12 years because of the academic standards and all that. I just I, – I feel bad for the Blue Devils fans in my world. What about you?
1: Academic standards. feels like a fansville commercial. <laughs> um, the – the uh, you know, well, I don't know what to think about Duke football fans. Um, every, you know, it feels like they pop up every 10 years, as you were talking about and then they don't get nourished, and then they you know, fade out into oblivion and then root for some other team until <laughs> basketball season comes back. Um, look, and I'm sure there's somewhere out there some really diehard Duke football fans, so all my jokes aside, it must be frustrating for sure because you look across the way, and it's been a difficult year for Wake Forest for sure. Uh, they, they, they did not uh, have the usual year they have, but well, let's face it. When Lake Forest misses a ball and they're disappointed, I don't think people remember Lake Forest, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Dave Clawson has changed, and he's been loyal to Wake Forest. Doesn't seem like he's interested in going anywhere else. And I think if you're Duke, you've got to try to go out there and find the next Dave Clawson yep. uh, kind of guy, a guy who's willing to be there and can get kids and, uh, and recruit kids and, and be successful in a unique situation. Uh, Wake Forest and Duke kind of similar, and uh, but like I said, very unique is when it comes to football. So, um, sorry, Duke fans, dude, football fans, go back into hiding now and pick some other team until, until
0: 2035, right?
1: <laughs> yes, hey. we'll see you in a few years.
0: Hey, listen, speaking of somebody coming camping out in somebody's yard if they don't do something right, Greg Clemens will be here at my house camping out probably, uh, you know, uh, cutting down my trees and uh, setting my yard on fire or something if we don't talk some NC State, dude. And, that again, listen, I talked about it in my monologue a little bit. I wanted to save it for when I had you up here on the air with me, Mark. Uh, NC State looked freaking awesome Saturday night. I don't know if it was a – and that's my question to you, Mark. Was it NC State that looked so good? Was it uh, Carolina that looked so bad? How about the end of the first quarter, your Heisman, not your, but, you know, America's Heisman Trophy candidate, Drake May, <laughs> was 0 for 3 for 0, for 0 yards. And then even late yeah. in the first half, he was 1 for 7 for 3 yards. And that, that is the man who's going to win a Heisman Trophy? I mean, your, your thoughts on State Carolina?
1: Well, um, you know, by the way, Drake May, um, well, well, no, 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 no. Let me let me start right. <laughs> okay. NC State's defense
0: well, yeah.
1: is phenomenal. Yep. And they deserve so much credit. Um, we knew going into the season if there was going to be success, that it was going to be on this team that you know, that that's where the most returning guys were coming from. And if if some guys could stay healthy for sure, this could be you know, and, and their defense over the last few years has been you know, good, it, really good, and so this year has been phenomenal. And and as the as the season has gotten on, it's gotten better and better. And so now I'll go back and apply. They made Drake May look like he needed another year in college uh, hey, before he went man. to the NFL. I mean, and and he's not. He's probably going to hit the hit the the draft for sure. Um, one wonders: so Are we going to see him again? Will he play in the bowl game? Uh, for North Carolina, uh, anyways, I don't want to bring that up. Uh, NC State does what was fantastic was how much they overcame. Not only the slow start that the offense had to start the season, whether Brennan Armstrong ends up getting benched, they start MJ Morris, and then MJ Morris gets some things going, and then decides, "Hey man, redshirt me. I'm not going to play anymore." <laughs> and then Brennan Armstrong comes back, and and the offense um, again a lot better than it was at the beginning of the year with Armstrong. I just – again, that's what you want from a team, you know. I know Pirate fans don't want to hear that, you know, it's like look how this team progressed and got better as the year went on. If you could go back and and they were – could have fixed the early part of the season, who knows, the would have, should have, could have. Seeing one of those teams in the uh, ACC championship where Florida State, of course, and how different they looked without um, – Jordan Travis at quarterback this week and maybe the optimism uh, that NC state could have for that. But again, that's, that's the ifs, ands, and buts, but they still have a great chance to win 10 games this year. And I think that's always a huge deal. uh, As we talk about, I I joke that, you know, I love college football. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world. And I really marinate in it uh, this last month uh, as we, as we wrap it up and, Um, But, man, when it comes to our schools in state, it appears that sometimes, man, eight, nine-win season appears to be like the most you can ever really get. So when you get that 10th win, I think that really says something. And to do it with this team, I mean, dude, Dave Doran might as well take his shirt off, oil up, and flex the gun because there's (laughs) no way you could have sold me that this team's going to win 10th. Um, but dude, they're, they're on the cusp of it. And, uh, and all the, all the credit goes to Dave Dorn, uh, on that. Cause like I said, it, it, and then again, this Wolfpack team, which, you know, just continuously got better, no matter how much it felt like, man, they're, they're going to, you know, as I said, it appeared that I, I don't know, I don't know how they're going to get to this next point or this next point. They kept finding a way to get there. And as I said, close out the regular season, um, just laying out their rivals.
0: I tell you what, man, in the last three minutes there that you just went there, Mark, you talked about you marinating that, that that's not a real, you know, uh, I mean, I love you and all, but I don't like the thought of, uh, you don't you want marinate. to see me No, 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 I really don't. I really don't, man. Ain't nothing personal. I think the world of you, but, uh, no. Uh, and then, uh, and then the visual of Dave Doran ripping his shirt off and flexing his guns all oiled up all oiled up yeah wow dude uh some visuals this monday morning absolutely positively <laughs> did not need okay <laughs> god listen i let you to go our guest uh our second hour guest is waiting in the green room right now with our executive producer so i've got we've got to get over to him i got to get 30 seconds of uh dolphins jets talk out of you though on black friday dude and dude the jets might be i mean and I know you know we do this uh we we jinx everybody we had the eagles as the best team in the n f l they looked shaky uh very shaky last night uh against uh, a five hundred team dude the jets i'm going to declare it i think the jets are the worst team in the n f l right now even worse than Arizona who got blown out on uh blown out yesterday, and you got to see them your team played them on uh, Friday dude. I I don't know. I mean, I want to brag on your Dolphins, but I think the Jets are just, I'd like to think I could get in there and play quarterback as well as the quarterbacks they have in their system right now. Just really, and I'm serious, dude, like a minute on uh, the NFL and specifically on uh, the Jets, dude.
1: Well, I'd love to do that. But unfortunately, um, as bad as the Jets are, and they are one of the worst teams. And if Aaron Rodgers was to come back with his, his Achilles, and play with that horrible offensive line. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. But as much as you want to give the mantle of worst team in the NFL, you failed to mention the Carolina Panthers, who could not beat the Tennessee Titans yesterday, could not beat the Tennessee Titans. And I don't know, dude, the Tennessee Titans are also a really, really bad team. Absolutely, really bad. Absolutely, really bad. So, <laughs> you, um, said you, you said that three you times. You said that three times. I feel like I'm writing an essay, and at the end of it, it had to be like 500 <laughs> words. And I'm like, they are a very, 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 <laughs> very, 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 very bad team. 500 words on the dot. You can count.
0: Dude, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. But uh, again, man, two I hurt me. But that's a conversation for another day. Hey, real quick, uh, it. Like I said, we've got to go. How did I do this <laughs> week? Did I do all right? No. Oh, Brian.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian.
0: Oh, okay. Well. Well, at least oh, I won't be all uh, peppy going into uh, our home and home on uh, the drive with Mark Panicelli on Wednesday. I know I went one and two in college, but I guess I really stunk it up in the NFL. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Um,
1: <laughs> wasn't great. Wasn't great. But you know, not not the worst. Not the worst. Oh
0: boy. So you know. But okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll,
0: we'll save I mean, that. Know, for, but yeah. Yeah, we'll save that for the home and home. I'll be on Mark <laughs> Panicelli's show five o'clock on Wednesday. Dude, you are the man. Thank you so much for joining me here, and uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to see you Saturday, but uh, we will talk to each other uh, on the home and home on the drive with Mark Panicelli on Wednesday, okay?
1: Happy Monday. We'll see you Wednesday.
0: Very good. Take care, my friend. That's Mark Panicelli, 252 ESPN, 107.5 FM in Greenville and in New Bern. We really do appreciate him. Every Monday morning joining us. He always brings a pep to our step here on the show. Uh, Okay. Coming up here in our second hour, he's already sitting across from me right now. He's got his USA basketball hoodie on. He looks cool as he always does. You're older than me, and yet you are still one of the coolest people in Lenore County. You know that, right, Coach? Well, I
1: appreciate it. You know But it said. it said it keeps you young.
0: <laughs> it does keep you young. Well, that's probably being around the kids and everything, too. That that helps you, too. But that voice you just heard, that's Christopher Bradshaw, head uh, girls basketball coach over at Kenston High School. Got so much to talk to him about here as we get ready to start our second hour. But, again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Coming up in our second hour, Christopher Bradshaw here on 960- uh, BetOnTheBull.com.